0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.
1: Southeast Radio.
0: Well, while they may have pipped us in the Six Nations last weekend, Margot Slattery, the president of the France Ireland Chamber of Commerce, believes that France can become an important trade ally for Southeast-based businesses, even providing them with a gateway into other international territories. Margot, perhaps you might start the interview by telling us about your background in business.
1: Thank you, Carl. Delighted to be here and great to have the opportunity to chat with you. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I think for a girl from Limerick, it was a long way to the French chamber, but uh, I suppose very short, concise sort of story. I work for Sodexo, a French company. I've worked for them for nearly 30 years and... Over the last number of years, I've I've led the company in Ireland. I've moved on to a different role now within Sodexo. But uh, when I was leading the company in Ireland and I was the CEO, we needed to kind of really enhance what we were doing with other French companies and have that ecosystem and connect. And I joined the French Chamber probably about, I suppose, seven, eight years ago now. And, you know, found it an amazing experience to uh, build out and to connect and to further our own business aims. Um, and I have got involved in the council and the exec and really bit by bit um, had the opportunity to be the deputy president and then the president. And it's a great opportunity. It's an honor to um, represent Ireland in the French Chamber and connect with France in that way.
0: And, Margot, specifically, when you became involved in the France-Irish Chamber of Commerce, how did it benefit both you and the company you represented?
1: Sure. Well, I think the first thing that probably occurred to me was I didn't realise until I got involved, just how many companies. We've about 170 companies represented there who are members of the Chamber. So suddenly I was in this in this group that I hadn't realized was there. Um, and then, I suppose, just very simple things. If I wanted to have access to the ambassador, to the Irish ambassador, to the French ambassador, and connections to, you know, I suppose business and 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 trying to help our own business grow, either in France or in Ireland. Then you you know there was a, someone you could talk to. So I suddenly went, oh my God, this is a kind of a network I have, I've ignored if anything. And you know I went, this has been. There was an aha moment, to be honest with you.
0: Now, of course, the realities of Brexit are upon us and France is Ireland's nearest EU neighbour now. But perhaps you can provide us with an insight into the scale of trade between the two nations at present because people will not be so much aware that France is actually twice the size of Britain.
1: Yeah. And when you when you think about that you 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 know, it's 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 just so it really sort of strikes you. And the countryside is just so vast, it's a very old established country, um and people who have worked all over the world, you know, French people trade and have worked for a very long time and it's always been a port in and out. And of course, Carol, you know, when you think about it going back into two or three hundred years ago we did so much business into the port of cork for butter dublin etc you know we were we were we were trading all over the world um i suppose just sort of recently when i've been thinking about it it's the fact that france is ireland's third biggest supplier so so much food and 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 goods come in from france and ireland is france's seventh biggest supplier Um, and that's that's facts we have from the embassy and there's about 20 billion in trade between france and ireland and France is the fourth largest investor for Ireland. And Ireland itself, then just kind of coming back to that, invests close to $5 billion in assets in France, according to Bank de France. So, um, you know, and, and even from a chamber perspective, we see 150 French businesses have branches, branches in Ireland employing about 12,000 people. So, you know, you think of the scale of that and think about some companies in the IFSC, for instance, BNP Paribas, Société Générale, Credit Agricole, Airbus, um, you know, it's big. And we think about companies like AXA, let me see, Gore, there's Danone, Pernod Ricard, you know, you don't until you start thinking the names, you don't probably even you know, doesn't always come true.
0: You're aware that we're sitting here on Ireland's Gateway to Europe, Rossler, Europort. And we're very conscious here in South Australia that we want to be able to assist businesses right across Wexford and across the South East with accessing new business opportunities in the French market. So where are the opportunities?
1: Well I think the opportunities are many and probably you know we we need to kind of take what we think we know and and rethink it I mean first and foremost, the the French absolutely love food. And yes, we export a lot to France at the moment, but can we take more space there? We can, absolutely. Um, I go in and out of France a lot. Irish food, Irish trade, Irish people and Irish business is superbly, warmly welcomed. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. We have a big, big opportunity for seafood. The French are such big consumers of seafood. And whilst they have lots they still don't often have enough to, to, to feed their own market. And remember they were getting a lot from the UK, so that will change a little bit. Lamb and it's the second largest market for beef and whiskey. Um so again, could we up those? Absolutely. I'll give you an example. I was in a town uh in it's called Angulum and in in, in in near the Charant region and I went in and what do I see but I'm living here in Leitrim at the moment, but drum shambo gin. Um, you know you go over on the boat to France, and you see, you know, great things like uh, Blackwater Distillery. You see all these fantastic products, and the French love them. And they love that sort of more. You know, you don't bring wine to France; you bring something different. Um, if we go away from the food and drink market, you're talking about um, the setup of services. You know, hugely, hugely, um, an area where the French are open to, and particularly financial services. And we have a lot of back and forth in financial services. Um, Dublin, obviously, and and many parts of Ireland um, are providing great call centres, all of that sort of thing. So the services industry and and the wideness of that, I think, um, is a big area. And then if you think about, um, I suppose, um, you know, other other services and other other things that we produce like we obviously have energy we we have this huge we live in this amazing island uh France's is 80 90 million people they they want energy they want inward migration of all of that kind of thing and we have the opportunity through the through this the sea to do interconnector. So, you know, that's only the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. And certainly, um, their trade at the moment, um, you know, is about maybe 1% with, with Britain. But once that declines, then the opportunity is there for us to fill that space.
0: And for any business owner listening to this morning's programme that would like to explore opportunities in the French market, what's the starting point?
1: Well... I suppose you'll, you'll, you'll understand that I will say that the French-Irish Chamber is a starting point. What it is, is it's a great sort of, it's the, it's the opening of the door. And from that, you'll find everything from business France, export France, all the different opportunities. You'll find groups who are made up as CEOs, people who are you know, in different industries. So there's a whole section of groups and then there's ecosystems all around that as well. So that's probably the the way to start. You can join for a couple of hundred euros. um, So it's not expensive. Um, You know, I think most can afford that um, and and get that sort of touch and feel of what you want and then up that and up the kind of connections that you want. But also, do you know what I think is fantastic is? It's made up of people and organizations who were never... Uh, but delighted to give a, a leg up to help somebody to support people who are trying to, to make a start. So I'll give you an example. Um, in my own company in Sodexo, we quite often introduce people who are entrepreneurs, small businesses. I've worked with Enterprise Ireland um, and a group called Going for Growth. We've looked to help some of the um, particularly small Uh, Irish producers there to get a leg in to give them a a hand you know it's all about supporting each other because remember we might be working for French companies or we might be representing companies that are working in France but we're also trying to, to raise the green flag in that whole discussion as well.
0: And of course many business owners probably think that in order for me to succeed in France I need to be speaking French. How much of a barrier to success is that underground Margot?
1: I don't think it's a, I don't think it's the barrier that it was in the past. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fluent French speaker. My French is far from good. Um but you know, I do really pretty well. I get my way around in France pretty well. I think like every other European nation what you'll see now. And it's a bit like, you know, Irish people of a certain age, people have done languages in school. Business language is quite often for a lot of companies, in France is actually English. So for our own company, if I go to our offices uh, in Paris, English is a spoken business language. Um, and most people will, will, will speak that well. Even when you're in rural France, you can, you can find your way around that. Um, and people are also very supportive of trying to kind of help you. So you know, it comes from a point of view of everyone trying to kind of say, how can I help you to to do that? Um, and maybe I suppose because the French have been very connected with the with the UK. And remember, the UK, you know, um, there was once upon a time the UK were very prevalent. If I look at you know, particularly uh, Angoulême, and we go way back hundreds of years, um, then English is, is quite a spoken language, and there's a little, huge amount of uh, British people who live in France. So again. You have that you have that language barrier broken, I think, and I think people shouldn't be put off by it and again, the Chamber and various other organizations from enterprise ireland ida all the all the embassies and that sort of thing will go out of their way to be helpful
0: and for businesses that want to access the market directly and sell directly into France, how important is it to actually make that investment of taking on somebody underground in France to develop that business for you
1: I think it's important um. You know the French like the Ireland. I suppose there's a very Celtic sort of feel to things. Um, people are very relational. People like to meet somebody. Of course, at the moment it's all it's all it's all a different world but you know when we're out of and hopefully you know moved away from this covid times then it's important to you know go meet somebody in person have a connection maybe um you know you might meet somebody for dinner or whatever it is um but be able to be able to build on a relationship i think um, doing it from afar is much harder and you know like ourselves um, there's a trust that comes from having looked somebody in the eye and, and had a sense of these people can deliver for me. And the French are very like ourselves in that if they make a deal with you or they want to work with you, then it's very much honored and, and, and appreciated. But, you know, if you break that trust, then, you know, it, it it's, it's, it's a relationship lost. And if you have that one-to-one connection, then I think it's vital.
0: And for businesses that operate through distributors or licensees or agents, how easy is it to navigate their way around the French market to appoint them?
1: Um, I guess that I think it's it's not as difficult as as people might think. You know, again, if you've been a licensee or a distributor, that sort of thing. So I'm I think in particularly one I would know well. You know, not naming names, but is in the food services business. Then you know those those distributors are well known. They have a huge um, footprint there, and and there's a level of trust, and they've been doing it for a long time. Or you think about, you know, some Irish companies like say if I take an example, Smurford Kappa, they employ four thousand two hundred people in France. You know, that started through uh, manufacturing facilities and having a distribution network that has worked well. So again, that's building up trust, same with Kingspan, Mullen Lighting. Um, you know, it's 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 all about sort of um building that trust over a period of time. Like our own, my own organisation, Sodexo, we employ about 420,000 people in the world and it used to be about 470. But again, we, we import and export Irish food, French food. Uh, you know, this is, this is part and parcel and have a supply chain that, that makes that happen. So again, people can tap into those types of um, supply chains and distribution networks.
0: And, Margot, interestingly, I know you firmly believe that France can actually provide a gateway for Irish businesses to enter far away markets. Specifically, what new markets could be accessed through France?
1: Well, I guess if you think of it, um, for, you know, from a point of view that France has been, it's a very old established, dare I say it, may not be that welcome to say it, but, you know, colonial nation in its day. it It had a it had a footprint in, in Africa and in that wider EMEA space. Um, and again, you know, I see my own organization. We're very active in China and, and all of the East, Middle East, Africa, etc. So there's a market that perhaps in Ireland we haven't looked at quite as much. I think that's definitely through the, through the French community because, again, if you're dealing with a French organization and they're doing business in those locations – then they'll want you quite likely to be able to supply a a product to there or be able to connect with and, and have that established way of doing business. So it's to not be set in our minds that it's just brands. And then, of course, remembering that France is that gateway to the wider Europe. So you're moving into kind of you're not only sort of in Western Europe, but you're moving into that Eastern European piece. You know, you go from France down to Spain. It's only a couple of hours down. If you go through France, you go to Switzerland, you go over to Italy, you going to Germany. Um, again, you're you know, and that border is all free border. So, again, once you're in the door or something, you're, you're moving very quickly.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And of course, then, just focusing on North and Latin America for a second, where are the opportunities for Irish businesses there?
1: Well, um, again, I I speak from my own perspective, but, you know, we do a huge amount of uh, work in all of those areas. Um, And I, I look at countries, you know, like Brazil um despite its challenges politically is a huge country growing growing nation um you know one of the one of the countries in the world that has you know a big young population if you look at Chile, you know you look at Colombia, despite for instance, some again listen the stability, the stability and the lack of stability in some of these countries, uh, Venezuela used to be maybe less so now, um, and then you come to again growing nations like Bolivia, that sort of thing, so it's that sense of uh, and Mexico. You know, Mexico. I mean, again, through the French Embassy, I've met the Mexican uh, Embassy team and, and many other countries in Latin America. And uh, you know, there's there's big growing nations with huge demand for products. So um, I don't think we should be shy of trying it. And the beautiful thing is that we're very, very welcome. Um, you know, when I when I when I spend time with our Latin teams, you know. There's a huge openness to people from Ireland. We've never seemed to have uh, caused a problem in that part of the world and people are very open to dealing with
0: us. That's great to hear. Now, finally, Margot, apart from engaging with the France-Ireland Chamber of Commerce, what are your top three tips for Irish businesses that want to trade successfully with France?
1: Well, I think the first thing is to be open. You know, to have a you know an absolute to open your mind and don't be closed on what you what you think. Don't be set by stereotypes. You know, don't don't kind of the French are this or the French are that because you know what that's that's rubbish. Really, um, I think be tech aware. The French have become very very technologically um, sound, um, and you know. French people are hugely into technology, and I think the last thing is you know and we spoke about it earlier on be 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 relationship savvy um have good relationships um you know just like we Irish. The French enjoy to play rugby, have a bit of fun, uh, eat great food and meet people and enjoy a drink. So, you know, the same kind of things that we all enjoy with each other apply there. And uh, if you can kind of treat people in the way that they want to be treated, um, I think you can be very, very successful.
0: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Margot Slattery, the President of the France-Ireland Chamber of Commerce. And hopefully Margot has provided a voila moment for Irish businesses That are considering expanding into new territories. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.